Especially you at uh, the Comics Manifesto, page 168. The importance of you. Uh, yes, yeah, so. It's a great thing. We managed to keep those alive. Uh, no, that's sort of. Oh, wrong you. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any announcements this evening because it's, it's exam season and I, even if I had announcements, I wouldn't tell you them. It's uh, forgotten. We don't have minutes either because Rob was far too busy to write them. Uh, so, moving very swiftly to private numbers, but does anyone have any private numbers business that you It's like a, it's like a competition. Isn't it? Who, who I like the least here? Sorry, A few days ago, Ed Miliband. Sorry, it was announced that people are bombing. Um, so, Assad is killing. Innocent civilians uh, in Aleppo, and in 2013. No, just a second. Innocent civilians. No, just women and children in their homes. Um, what's ha <laughs> what happened is in 2013, Ed Miliband voted against the involvement of Western troops, oh, sorry, the UK troops in Syria, and I just like to ask the House to condemn his actions because he was stabbing David Cameron in the back. And through his stabbing, like just like he stabbed him, and through his stabbing, he is basically killing civilians. I I don't think that has a has a reply there. I don't probably like this coming. Okay. Well, first of all, um, John, I knew you were going to say that. Second of all, the 2013 vote was not going to do any. In Syria. In fact, it, it was specifically said that they didn't want to intervene. It was just as a response to a war crime, so nothing was going to be done anyway. So, if people are being killed, innocent civilians, as you say, obviously the right choice is to bomb them some more. Interesting. <laughs> Actually, you're kind of like. I believe I have the floor. Can I propose a wrecking amendment to the motion that uh, I will vote for it if Mr. McLean also wants to condemn our successful intervention in Libya, which destroyed that country? <coughs> uh, Dr. Miller? Well, I like bombs. <laughs> 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 you've just, you've just left off the menu a few points for our actual motion that there's a bit of an oxymoron in there, innocent Syrian. Uh, on a serious point, I think I completely agree with John that by not going in in 2013, when we could have literally cut the crap out of that place, right, the three years ago, literally they were crap, and we should have cut it out, we should have gone in, Ed Miliband's a bloody snake, Right, and he stabbed his brother in the back, he stabbed this country in the back, and he has stabbed those oxymorons in the back as well. 
thunderous applause. Everyone claps. Make it known the house supports the motion. Moving swiftly onwards, Miss Campbell, do you have a point of view? Okay. Now, I'd just like to say that once again, I'm happy we're in here because my feet do touch the floor here. I'm very happy. Yeah, he seconded the motion that we would not condemn in this country and okay. the Middle East in the back. Yes. So reiterate the motion for me, sorry. That Dave, sorry, that Ed Miliband stabbed this country, his brother David Cameron, and the Middle East in the back. His brother. Okay. Well, anyone like, like, no, no, this moment changes the motion. When anyone said my amendment was going to be more. I saw the amendment. This post believes that Ed Miliband stabbed all the their people in the back. I have a objection. I want to add an amendment to his amendment. No, 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 I want this out of the way as quickly. I can add an amendment to his amendment. I've never actually figured out how this works. No, I'm allowed to amend his amendment. What? No, because you're allowed to do that. You just wanted to put that motion to a formal vote, so how can you want an amendment? His amendment just got passed. I'm therefore allowed to make another amendment. We didn't vote on his amendment. Okay, let's vote on his amendment your motion to a formal vote? You no, just no, demand that I put your motion to a formal vote? You have to take his amendment right, what first. What amendment would you like added to it then? What, the, what the, one I, the one I proposed. The Libya thing. Then he has to condemn Libya. We, no, not condemn Libya. We If we condemn Ed Mulban for Syria, we condemn David Cameron for Libya. Okay. We can't vote it's been seconded by Rachel, so we have to vote on that first. Okay, all in favour of adding that amendment. Please raise your hand. Well, are we in favour of adding the amendment or voting for the amendment? You'll vote it, you'll vote it. Bureaucracy! 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 Okay. Yeah, to be fair. Uh, Sorry, so, all in favour of that amendment to the motion, say aye and raise your hand. Aye. I'm not going to count this. I really can't be bothered at this point. Uh, all against, say nay and raise your hand. Does anyone abstain or not generally care? The amendment has passed, I believe. So, we Okay, voting on the amended motion. Actually, can I amend that we could No! Order! Second amendment. Order! I feel like a Northern Irish John. Order! Order! Never! Right, all in favour of voting on the motion, this house believes Ed Miliband is a snacky snack. But we condemn the action in Libya. So, the all in favour of that amended motion say, raise your hands and say aye. Aye. Really? I'm so <laughs> well, I just want to condemn it. Miliband, David Miliband, like that. At all costs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> right, so that really didn't get a result. Cool yeah. <laughs> any, any nays? Any exceptions? Any exceptions? 
action. Uh, he was too fucking. I think that's the definition of a fairy. Anyway, so. No more private members business. I'm sorry, that took up way too much time. Any president's questions before we move on to the standard book? Uh, Miss Bennett. What are you doing on Christmas Day for dinner? Uh, I'm going to my dad's and then my mum's and having two separate dinners. So I'm going to put on this uh, like a stone in the course of the day. Um, and it'll be thoroughly middle class, so it won't be like my usual breakfast. Miss Cameron. Oh, what are you getting for Christmas? Uh, peace on earth. Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, yes, only if we have freedom for a rock. Fuck okay. off! <laughs> okay. Pretty much just Amazon butchers. Ah. For lots of music. Stealth, Mr. Black. Mr. President, what do you think of the idea that we hitherto forward nicknamed Mr. John McLennan as Minnie Miller? I would happily go as Minnie McLennan. You can progress, though, and they'll see you're probably taller. It's really cute, the bromance that's forming here. I mean, it's dangerous, but. What do you think of that idea, Mr. President? I'd happily have him as Does anyone want to second that? Another vote? Okay, it's actually Chancellor. Okay, do you want to. Yeah, on the amendment that he should be my Chancellor. His right wing yeah. populist. Yeah. What sort of power does his Chancellor have? Like, well, he's in charge of the money, so everything. You're money, though. Are you happy to give us the money? Are you happy to give us the money? We can be the Cameroons. Right, bugger that. Um, <laughs> are, we voting, are, we voting, are we voting on that or not? Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Second to the item. So, second to that, all in favour of nicknaming Mr. Michael Lennon, <laughs> <laughs> Miller. Yeah, I'm 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 Miller. I'm 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 I refer to as such a nickname. I'm taking that as near you, Natalie. That was the amendment. That was the amendment. He's not the of Germany. Okay, well, he's Miller. Anyway, last question. <laughs> Miss Cup. Okay, well, to continue the grand tradition, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I take one of these. Um, technically, I had breakfast at about 7 o'clock and it was three bits pies. <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, a, yeah. he's an art student, so he didn't get out of bed until 7 o'clock. So, uh, the motion last week was this house uh, believes capitalism kills. It was very good. There aren't any minutes. Uh, uh, yes, the, bit, the debate this evening. So this house would be an house as elves, and I welcome to the floor the first speaker for the proposition, Dr. Craig Miller, NFDFS, Head of Unite the Union.
Bond for the opposition this evening, Mr. Hugh Jordan. I would like to thank the first speaker for his glowing condemnation of trade unions. I would like to open by saying that yes, I love the big JC as much as anyone else here. I would question if that is exactly, entirely relevant to the motion of this house would unionise Santa's elves, and I do not believe it would. And so I will now outline several reasons why we should not unionise Santa's elves, and why this would in fact make Christmas better for us. Now, first we must look at the unique socio-economic makeup of the North Pole. that Santa's corporation, organization, whatever you want to call it, their manufacturing needs exceed by far any other organization on the planet. We can ensure, in regards to trade unions, workers' rights, we can ensure that the elves can have their sick leave every now and again, or we can try ensuring that every child can still get their gifts on Christmas. On that point, yes, Roy, the elven children don't they deserve toys too? <laughs> Are there elven children? Well, how else do we keep the elven race strong? <laughs> we are talking about unionising Santa's elves, not unionising the children of Santa's elves. Do they get presents from Santa? I don't know. That's, that's a question besides the motion, honestly. No. No. That's fair, okay, sir. Furthermore, in the context of the North Pole itself, trade unions would imply the imposition of a class system within the North Pole with the elves. Now, and let me explain why. Think about how the toy industry works in the world today. This is not the 20th century, not the 19th century. Gone are the days of one gift for one child, and multiple gifts for these children cost a fair bit more than they did back in the day. No. In the 21st century, little Jimmy will not be satisfied with simply a baseball bat and a G.I. Joe. Nay, in the modern world, it well, is... that point. Yes? But that's the point of why we should unionise Santa so nothing gets made, and then children will be happy, have to accept their baseball bat or their little toy thing. But children like getting Playstations and smartphones. There's nothing wrong with that. Is it? <laughs> It's simple, it's good fun. And in the modern world, smartphones and playstations, these are the norm. Now how does this cynical framing of the desires of children relate to the motion tonight, you wonder in your minds? Fixated solely on, I don't know, values of our commercialism. Now, as it stands, I believe, the elves are actually treated equally under Santa Claus. Insofar, insofar that no elf receives greater treatment for the workload that he has. And under trade unions, this would change. For example, the silicon chip elf, who is creating the, micros the microscopes, the computers, would no longer be happy to receive the same privileges as the woodworker elf. Inequalities would be imposed left and right as the division among elf castes rise to the surface. <laughs> At best, on that point, yes. we've seen what the coal system has done for Indian growth. 
It's basically put them at 4 to 6% by having a car system there. So we need a car system to produce economic growth. What? Oh, they only make toys. It's only for one day a year. It's fine, it's fine. At best, this system would lead to unrest, and at worst, to total anarchy. Marx states, the history of all hitherto existing society is the history of class struggles. And yet, by unionising the L's, class struggles would only be created. Finally, we must ask whether or not unions could actually alleviate the concerns of the L's if Santa were such a crony capitalist. The short answer <laughs> is no. Santa's power extends beyond that of simple toy maker, beyond that of a simple CEO, beyond that of an immortal magic what? man who can deliver presents to all children in one night, a remarkable feat, even once we account for the time zones. <laughs> as far as the North is concerned, is sovereign. No one rests above him. He is infallible in the North Pole. As far as, far as the law goes, it's up to him to make the lists and to check them twice. <laughs> so surely you say, no, the elves then need trade unions as a safeguard from the, if you'll forgive the expression, red menace. <laughs> because his totalitarianism means he would suppress instantly any authority these unions would try and have. He is running such a tight ship these unions would have no power. He would instantly dismiss anything that they try and enforce. It would be meaningless. Finally, we must take some time to acknowledge the cultural barriers which exist in regards to the North Pole. <laughs> the obvious, our human rights, elf rights, isn't an irrelevant argument, and I do believe it necessary that it be considered, but we can go even further than this. We must look at this through such a lens as the elf culture and philosophy is entirely foreign to us. Has anyone here ever seen an elf in real life? <laughs> Of course you have. They are obviously a very secretive, possibly nomadic people. Therefore, we cannot in our right minds assume they ought to be unionized as we know nothing about them or their ideals. To further this point, we must analyze the lore and literature we have in this very secret culture. Uh, point, sir. Yes? Have you never watched the Grand National? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, I refer, of course, to the archaic text that we use to refer to the elves, the 1994 fantasy epic, The Santa Claus, and Tim Allen's prolific performance as Santa himself. In it, we see the bizarre intricacies of elf customs. The original Santa Claus is, no, inadvertently murdered by the titular hero, Scott Calvin. <laughs> Resultantly, by some perverse blood ritual, this bestows the title of Santa onto Scott Calvin. The elves, the elves are instantly accepting of this fact. They celebrate and treat it as a time-honored tradition. Oh, no, wait, sir. Oh, you're out of time. To hand sovereignty to a businessman with no relevant experience whatsoever for the rule, much like the Americans have. However, it provides a key insight into how elves think, and other pages from elf history tell disparaging stories of their values. Are they all old? Do they feel cold? What is their relation to dwarves or gnomes? These are all questions we have no answer to. An elf society is a complete unknown. Therefore, it is unwise to confer our own societal practices onto them. There is therefore no basis to the idea that we should unionize Santa's elves. Oppose the motion today. Thank you.
Mr. President and honorable members of the House, I also hate unions. <laughs> Since my appeal to Labour Corbynites on Facebook failed to get a reply, <laughs> tonight I will be outlining my plan to completely eradicate poverty in the North Pole using the trade union system and deliver a budget surplus. <laughs> does it seem too good to be true? It, yeah, it does. But let me explain to you. Okay, so firstly, the budget surplus. <laughs> Look, let's not pretend that Santa Claus makes any money out of this. <laughs> there is only so much you can get from his grottos, especially when you, you don't actually, the first pop is wrong, sorry, the first op is wrong, he doesn't deliver to every child in the world. He forgets about the Middle East. He forgets about undeveloped countries around the world. What a racist man. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, but anyway. <laughs> Since we are going to have trade unions that are completely out of control, we obviously don't need to worry about the elf welfare anymore, so we're going to cut that and deliver a budget surplus. Now, on to the bigger point at hand, we're going to eradicate poverty. It's going to be so great. The elf... <laughs> The elves are gonna say, please Santa, we can't, we wanna stop winning. <laughs> no, but really, they, they're gonna oh, be begging. Order. No. <laughs> they're gonna be begging for it. I'll please, I'll, I'll explain. On that point? Yeah. Can we go to war? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take the oil. Okay. We're gonna chop the head off ISIS. <laughs> you are entitled to nothing. No fixed wages. But that's what trade unions want to deliver. They want to deliver. Yes. We actually are entitled to stuff. It's called human rights. Um, <laughs> 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 and that's what trade unions protect. Can you quote me the line in any legislation where it says you are entitled to fix wages above the market price? No one. Okay. This is widely and researched by economists that a price above the market price will lead to a, a shortage in labour, sorry, a surplus in labour, it will lead to unemployment among unskilled workers and it will lead to youth unemployment, which is why in the Western world we see youth unemployment. unemployment. No. Young elves all across the North Pole will become unemployed. Except for the rich elves who can afford, no, who can afford to get business contacts to get jobs that are high paying. These elves will not have to worry about it because they can get jobs from their business contacts. This means that we are driving up wages for the few that can work and driving up unemployment for the ones that cannot work and creating massive divisions in the North Pole. Suddenly, Santa Claus can't deliver to the developed country's children's and we won't <laughs> across the world. He won't be able to afford, afford the high prices of toy manufacturing. He won't be able to afford the high... Um, he, he, will still, he will actually start discriminating more. Now, as Craig tried to talk about, um, he will... Um, try to, sorry. As Craig, as Craig talked about how he's not... He wants to eradicate Christmas. <laughs> or the commercialised section of um, Christmas. He will have to actually start discriminating more. He's going to he's going to start discriminating against sexuality. He's going to start discriminating against income. He's going to start saying, you know what? We don't like Northerners. We're going to only deliver to London. To and, and if we have unions, no. And if we have unions, he is only going to deliver to which? Sorry, to white. 
privileged Christian rich Londoners. We don't have any of them in this room, so none of you are going to get a uh, present. But now back to the yells, since we are going to completely destroy their incomes, and there's no welfare, and because Santa Claus can't afford welfare anymore because he's not delivering as many presents, and he's not liked in our worlds because we're not because he's not giving us presents, poor elves will start to die. They won't be able to grow food on the horrible ice. It's got really, really bad infrastructure up there. And the imports, guess who controls the imports? The EU. The rich, the EU control the imports. On that point? No. And you know who actually, who actually do control the imports? It's rich elves. And it's Santa Claus. So, food prices will skyrocket. Only rich people can afford food. People will die. And we will have eradicated poverty. I've never heard of that. Trade unions, <laughs> trade unions don't care. No, trade unions don't care about the culling of elves. They really won't because they only care about people who pay for their membership. They earn hundreds of thousands of pounds every year. Their leaders, I think, one guy earns two hundred fifty thousand pound a year. On that point, yes. If they don't care, why do you want them to unionize? Because we're going to eradicate poverty. So they are going to live, we're going to live off killing elves. The rich people are going to live off killing elves. But, oh, I just want to make the point, there are some poor elves that will actually reach it. Those that get a good education from Elf High, Elf College, Elf University, will get a pen in their hands and they will become rich elves. But I was going to talk about what, yeah, go on. Okay, um, since you obviously know so much about elf culture, what about the elves with mental and physical illnesses? Oh, <laughs> yeah, but they're going to be poor, so we're going to like wipe them off as well. <laughs> we're going to see no poverty, we're going to see a budget surplus, and we're all better off for it. Uh, there, there's some economic theory behind it all, but I'm just going to ignore that. Um, but, uh, so, you're it's time. Time, so, in conclusion, let's do it. Let's completely eradicate poverty, balance the books, because it all seems too good to be true. Yeah. Almost seems as if we're forgetting about something. I can't remember what we're forgetting about, but Merry Christmas for now. Vote in favour of the motion tonight. <laughs> I think that's the first time that primitivism has ever been advocated in this, in this society. No. It's the first time ever in the context of white people. Carry on for the opposition, Miss Rachel. This is a very dangerous video. Can you stand up? I'm in protected time for coming in the um, so, following on from the fact that the proposition seems to support a strange kind of elf genocide, <laughs> there's, not, there's not too much I can say that it hasn't been already argued by both sides of the fact that we shouldn't unionize Santa's elves. Clearly, it is, the most, it is the single most dangerous thing we could do for their safety. <laughs> I know that you do. I know that all of you do. 
<laughs> we can't unionize the elves. It would destroy. No, I'm in trouble. Take It would destroy their economy. It would destroy their lives. Literally, you know, given the fact that we're what was it wiping them out? I believe was the phrase that was used. Eradicate. Eradicate. My apologies. Um, sorry, PC term. My apologies, please. Um, yeah, there's there's not a lot I can say on the proposition side. If we unionise, we're going to kill the elves. Point. Nope. And um, yes. Um, seeing as the previous speaker established that Santa is some sort of tyrant, um, are you going to propose that instead of unionising, we should have you know, a violent revolution and break the chains? Well, Kira. That's not the motion. Uh, You're right. <laughs> People have revolution. Kill the bourgeoisie. I didn't get to say that last week, so I needed to get. <laughs> <laughs> unionising the elves would unionising the elves would cause far too much unrest, as you has already said. On that point, um, yes. Would you agree with me that it would be an unquestionable threat to elf and safety? They do need. They need better elfare provisions. Thank you. Um, and so. On the, point, on the point of elfin safety and on the point of elfare, I'd like to use a case study of our favourite elf, Buddy. Buddy, Aww. thank you. Buddy came from his safe haven in the North Pole, where jobs were already provided. On that point? No, uh, sorry. Uh, half um, possibly later. Uh, no. It's not there. What? Not, not him. Oh, sorry. Pardon. So, kissing. Our favourite elf, Buddy. Buddy left his safe haven in the North Pole and came to the seedy underbelly of the world that is New York City. Sorry, Stephen. <laughs> On that point. No. Um, and he could, we we all saw. We've all seen the documentary. <laughs> he, just, he couldn't. He couldn't cope. He couldn't cope with. Uh, with the Led by the led by uh, no everybody <laughs> um, that is led by uh, by New Yorkers and the West generally, which follows on basically from Hugh's point that we cannot we cannot force our lens onto the, the ice onto the isolated uh, right. onto the no isolated area of the North Pole. It just doesn't work. No, please. Okay, <laughs> really stressed that one? <laughs> 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 um, yes. <laughs> we love you. Thank you. I appreciate this. So yes, my anything I say from this point in would be repeating what you and the two other speakers have already said. This has been a very confusing debate, so I'm only going to repeat myself and suggest that this, that we cannot force our ideas, our ideals. Sorry. Uh, or ideas, I suppose, uh, on the North Pole. I don't think we're all, I don't think that the proposition is giving Santa enough credit. I don't think the prop is giving the elves enough credit that there is automatically going to no have no. <coughs> um, we have like the elves have enough productivity without a union. So don't rock the boat. Leave it the way it is. Put different measures in place that don't involve a union. Because again, I know we're all very very concerned about the welfare. Would you agree that Buddy may have done better in New York City if the USA had a national elf service? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
and completely yeah. agree that Buddy would have had. Yes. I actually now forgot my point. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Tonight. So this is a very confusing debate. Now is not the time, nor should it ever be the time, to unionise Santa's elves. I... Right, coach on. A few points to make. His name was actually William Hobbs, and Santa Claus kidnapped him from a hospital, a children's hospital. How is that productivity? That is a tyrant of either trade union no. to overthrow him. It was a rescue mission. It was a rescue mission. Because it said... No, no, this different debate. Different, different debate. Different debate. Thank you. Thank you. Summing up. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, a very, as we can all see, a very confusing and stressful time. And if it is as confusing and stressful as, as six minutes at this point, as it has been for me, what must it be like for the elves? What must it be like for them? We couldn't do this to them. If, for whatever godforsaken reason, the House votes in favour of this motion, I would like to remind you all that you are literally killing elves. And so the burden of defending socialism falls solely upon my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> The year 1945, the city of Nagasaki was targeted by an atomic bomb <laughs> with a yield equal to that of 20 kilotons of TNT. This device, known as Fat Man, instantaneously leveled the city and killed over 100,000 people. Today, however, I'm here to talk about a far more evil Far more insidious, fat man. <laughs> Over the course of the next six minutes or so, I will be showing how, despite the publicity he has so carefully manufactured over these years, Santa Claus is a brutal dictator whose image solely rests upon the broken backs of the thousands who slave away in his bush. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shall we? North Pole is an authoritarian dictatorship where the state-controlled economy is based around the labour of thousands of elven serfs who do not have the ability to leave the country. I asked you all, have you seen an elf? No. <laughs> Go ahead. I define that even in a model where we view Santa as totalitarian, that the fact is that making trade unions does nothing to alleviate that. Should we? Oh, don't worry. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. <laughs> See, the reason none of you have seen an elf is because they are subjugated. Their only option to escape would be a death march across thousands of miles of barren Arctic ice. A trip on that which place. none have ever survived. Hopefully, not. we can't do that very soon with them because of global warming, there won't be any ice left. I'm actually going to get to that too. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember if that's the same. And so while they're kept fed and sheltered by the state, this is contingent on them working all day, every day, in the workshops. In reality, they don't have the option to leave 
or to stop working or to work for someone else. Because doing so would result in the loss of the necessities they need to survive. Yeah. What, where is your proof of this? <laughs> I've already told you, you've never seen an elf. That's proof enough. <laughs> yes? Um, that's why yeah, not ever yeah, like, um, uh, that's a compliment as well. Why do you think so? You know so much about an elf's inner life. I've done deep and intensive research into this area. I find that I'm an expert in this field. <laughs> so we come to the next question, which is why have none of us intervened? We are, we're in the West, we're a wonderful interventionist Western democracy, we'll intervene in anything, for any reason, by anyone who says, let's do it. But we can't agree on four. And the reason for that lies in their propaganda campaign, a global initiative in which all those children whose views align with Santa Claus's ideas of nice are given material incentives to continue with these views. Point. Yes? So are you saying that just like Disney, Santa is brainwashing us? Yes. <laughs> but, see, there are two million children in the world, which means this propaganda campaign, while effective, is incredibly expensive. As a result, all elves are forced to work in either North Pole's primary industries of logging and brass smelting for clockwork, or in the great ice fisheries, which keep the population fed, or most commonly in the workshop. No, thank you. The self-sufficient means, by the way, that conventional sanctions like embargoes just don't work. Because, you know, unlike Russia, we can't just stop taking their oil and giving them all the cool Western stuff we've got, because they just mack their own. And so, as a result of this propaganda campaign, which the elves are forced to work all year round, while big, meaty claws works a single day and reaps all the credit, <laughs> there is no public support for a war of intervention to free the elves. No Prime Minister, after all, could seriously expect to be elected on a platform with an invasion of Santa's workshop, despite the terrible choices <laughs> that occur there. Yes? Is this that Santa Claus, the evil parent controlling all of the media? Is he currently bidding for Sky? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's got his fingers in so many mince pies. <laughs> However, a solution. The elves far outnumber Santa and his oppressive government, and if they were to unite, to organize, then they could overthrow the oppressive dictatorship which shackles them and free themselves from their chains. <laughs> An elven workers' union. On that point. No, thank you. All further points are declined. An elven workers' union could organize mass strikes, shutting down Santa's propaganda campaign, removing the publicity machine which he has so carefully formed. Corporation fishing and logging elves ensured strikers, despite this resistance, complete fed as their comrades in those industries could bring them the necessities which they need. An elven workers' union is the only hope that these poor, poor elves have. So come on! Raise the scarlet standard, comrades! The workers unite! Nothing can stand over the might of their solidarity! Dawn with claws! Dawn with Christmas! Tomorrow dawns a new day! And in its light, we shall cast down the 
blood tyrants. And together we showed to the leaders of I agree with virtually all of that particular rant, <laughs> with the normative conclusions that arise from it. Ladies and gentlemen, Santa must die. <laughs> we, or to be more precise, I, accept the proposition's arguments, or at least the ones I was expecting them to make, that the elves live in a state of oppression and drudgery because of the mindless, menial uniformity that the division of labour brings. But unions, I put it to you, are not the way to challenge this. Because unions emulate the hierarchical and dominative forms of capitalism. Formed in the matrix of capitalism, they cannot help but emulate those forms. Unions are a hotbed of privilege and power and envy and resentment. They are what Bakunin referred to as the aristocracy of labour. And I do not want to recreate one arist another aristocracy when tearing down another. Let's see what unions actually do. They negotiate higher wages, thus maintaining their members in a state of wage slavery. They improve working conditions for their members thus convincing the people to stay in a state of wage slavery by stupefying them with material comfort. They coordinate action, which turns the workers' movement into groups of silos competing for scarce resources and thus against each other. And they apply pressure. And pressure through strikes undermines the credibility of the labour movement, and apparently it did so last Christmas as well, because I wrote this last Christmas, and it says, especially at Christmas. <laughs> so clearly they never learn. <laughs> but friends, this is not even the most poignant <coughs> argument. Santa wants unions. Why else would he keep his people, his workers, in vaguely Teutonic, rustic workshops? He is trying to instill in them, conjure up a William Morris fantasy of guild socialism to make them think they are free, to make them think they are powerful, to make them think they are masters of their own labour and not completely alienated from it, as we heard last week, in a slightly different subject. Trade unions are a gradualist, reformist, lily-livered approach to workers' liberation. The people's flag is brightest red, and there's a reason for that. It's because 
as the Algerian Revolutionary Point. Please. I think you'll find the people's, the people's flag is deepest red. <laughs> I don't know the RGB values. I mean, I have to look that up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think red is a suitable approximation for a seven-minute speech, don't you? Um, as Franz Fanon, the Algerian Revolutionary, said, capitalism, or he was talking about imperialism, but the principle applies, is enforced through violence, maintained through violence, is therefore only with violence that it can be removed. It is only through that act of armed resistance and seizing back their autonomy that the elves can regain their, well, not humanity, whatever they had instead. And we do have some indications as to the pre-industrial elf society before capitalism came along, and certainly, no thank you, certainly before capitalism reformed itself as the trade union movement. We know from legend that there are fairy rings, which are little, little clusters of mushrooms and daisies scattered about the forest that mortals should not dance toward because they will be taken in by it. This is a vision of complete equality. This is a vision of a non-hierarchical society where all are equal and no one, as we can tell from the legends, who has once tasted that life would ever go back to drudgery and uniformity. Santa is powerful. Santa is immortal. Santa has flying reindeer. Santa can violate the United States airspace. <laughs> the same, on the same date every year, and yet they never see him coming. Because not even the Joint Chiefs want a lump of coal in their stockings. Please. Then how would the elves rise against them? I'm not a guy. I leave it to the elves' ingenuity, to their dignity and courage to seize freedom for themselves, and I will not force a human construct to trade notions onto them. Elf history has been forgotten. We have heard some of the powers that elves had detailed. This is how they would do it. They can apparate. They can construct armour from mithril. <laughs> can detect orcs. And they can count on the bankability of Will Ferrell. <laughs> if they would be able to, if money were not a heinous symbol of expropriation and drudgery. <laughs> As Thomas More almost said, if the elf knew his own strength, hard work for any pot-bellied robber baron to rule him. The elves, I put it, have nothing to lose but their tinselly chains. So send a message to the fat man at the North Pole or Lapland, because they're not the same. <laughs> they're not the same. Send a message to him that the elves will not recreate their slavery, they will not maintain the industrial mode of production through organizing as labor unions, and the only clause they want for Christmas is clause four. <laughs> questions to the proposition, opposition, and standing on motion. So, first question, the proposition. Yourself, Mr. Bradley. Uh, the proposition, you seem to be wanting uh, to unionise the elves so that uh, the entire elf business will go bust, but what will happen? They won't immediately all die off. They're master craftsmen. 
They will build boats. They'll come over here. They will slip through board security because they're unseen. They bring crime. They're rapists and stuff. Like We'll build a wall and we'll get Sans to pay for it. <laughs> In all seriousness, if we're leaving the EU, we're going to need some cheap labour from somewhere. So we <laughs> Opposition, would you like to respond? <laughs> well, I mean, as any good Enlightenment uh, classical liberal would say, I will leave them to their own devices and I will hope and pray that they reach an accommodation with nature, because I do think they could be self-sufficient in the North Pole or Lapland, because they're still not the same. <laughs> and they will not, therefore, need to come to fight with their fellow workers who are slightly taller and slightly fatter ears for scarce resources. We could all be happy in our little silos, and we could build a wall if necessary, but only a wall of Lapland. <laughs> Right, and on that note, we got a question from the opposition that wasn't quite so sickly sweet. Um, opposition, anyone have a question for them? He's behind you. So, we heard from Mr. Dobbin of, of Santa's all-powerful, all-seeing eye, and you're quite right. But Santa has a weakness. <laughs> we saw it from the 1985 movie starring Dudley Moore, Santa Claus. <laughs> you see, Santa's entire power base is in, uh, entirely dependent on belief. And the function of a union is not solely collective bargaining, but it is also the dissipation of information. And through unionism, it is possible that elves can defeat the message sent out by Santa and can erode away and dissipate this tar. Um, I, I understand the point that Chris is making in that Dudley Moore's Santa is driven by belief, but the problem is that the entire Christmas mythos, not many of us spend a lot of time in the North Pole, it is wildly inconsistent. And that's why I find it inconceivable to suggest trade unions of any style that we have in the Western world. It is an entirely different culture. They are different. They are a different race. It was mentioned that they don't have humanity. They have. There's no pun for it. Elf humanity. I, I wish there was some wordplay. There isn't. Elf humanity. Elf. Elf. Yes. Perfect. Elf, elf quality. Not as good. But point is that they are so different from us as people that it's irresponsible for us to try and suggest that when we are dealing with magic fat men and magic slaves that don't pay attention to borders, that it's incon inconceivable that we can try and suggest that Western democracy-style trade unions will have any sort of effect on that kind of otherworldly power. Proposition on response? I wasn't actually advocating for Western-style trade unions. You weren't advocating unions at all. I was actually advocating for the more Eastern-style workers' council-type unions, wherein an entire system of government could be based around these unions, or as the Soviets like to call it, a Soviet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see there being any abstaining points on the motion, but does anyone have an abstaining point that they'd like to raise? Um, it's one that I've used multiple times, but seeing as we are all human, unless one of us is hiding something, um, why do we, <laughs> why do we think we give so much about the life of elves 
And I does using movies really count? I haven't seen like any of these movies. You haven't seen the Santa's real. Come on. Uh, <laughs> first response. Oh, Proposition get first. I just like to say, yeah, I completely agree with the movie thing. Like, they're all fake. It's obvious. Santa's real. Can I call Buddy? He was a human. He was kidnapped. His name wasn't really funny. It's really sad, and I think it actually showed how terrible life out there was in the North Pole. I think that movie really illustrated how, how they were forced to check all the little toys. They need better work conditions to vote for trading today. Devastating accusations of uh, uh, well, uh, fabrication. Uh, again, fabrication is kind of something this was predetermined to center around. Okay. Stand up, Hugh. <laughs> yeah. No, you the don't point, have to that. Point, <laughs> point that I was trying to make is that we do know nothing about elves. That's why we have to preclude our assumptions on fictional material. I have known Matthew. For about seven, eight years, he has never studied elf history or elf. <laughs> Those were entirely fraudulent claims. At least mine was based on genuine fiction. Not standing up and passing on as a basis for your arguments. It entirely falls apart. So yes, it is not. It, it is not as strong a basis as you would have in a normal debate, but. It's the best we had. The Santa Claus was a good movie. <laughs> Tim Allen was funny. Uh, with that, another question for the proposition. Yourself, sir? Don't yes, you. No, why not? Robert Clark. Come on. I couldn't remember your surname. <laughs> now, I put it to the proposition that there's one flaw. It is impossible without the consent of Santa Claus to impose a trade union. Because not only is Santa Claus a dictator, but as we've seen in the 1954 film, <laughs> Santa Claus covers the margin, he's also a mastermind who cannot possibly be bested in any way. I think you missed the wording of the motion. It's this house would, not this house will, <laughs> we would love to unionize them. Whether the big fat man upstairs says that we can or not, it's a different kettle of fish. That's a completely different debate. No. You cannot. You cannot treat. Stand up. I do not obey you, Mr. Campbell. Please stand up. That's fine, Okay, here's the point. You cannot, you cannot treat forming a union and the immediate consequences of forming a union as mutually exclusive. They are fundamentally intertwined in the concept of this debate. You cannot try and treat them as separate. You have to try and look at if we make this union, oh wait, there's this all-powerful fat man. <laughs> You, you cannot ignore the very jolly elephant in the room regarding this. Come on, no. Can I come back to that? No. Oh, God. This is an absolute joke of a debate. The elves have no chance. He sees them when they're sleeping. He knows when they're awake that they can plan nothing. 
opposition could not respond, they've already had their response. I'd just like to comment on the fact that Hugh looks like a very seasonal version of Hamlet holding his... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Horatio. Does anyone have a question for the opposition? I don't know. None whatsoever. Did anyone mention Northern Ireland? Right, on that we'll have, a, I suppose, another question for the, the abstention questions then again. Uh, <laughs> Neither, sir, with the parochial point of view. <laughs> Northern Ireland. <laughs> Uh, I, I had to step out, and I've only just been back literally a few seconds. But some, some very defamatory and simply egregious remarks have been made about Santa Claus's wit this morning. I think he's not morbidly obese. No, let, let's, let's not offend the man. Uh, after all, the, the good works he does. <laughs> and, you know, he's also a horrible dictator, apparently. But nothing over that. Don't have a body Yes, that's it, exactly. Yeah, well, the proposition, the opposition, after a spawn, they have to justify their defamatory statement. I can. The, the, are they going to back up? So, no, well, someone else can speak. I have controlled everything, and the question round has been very rude of me. <laughs> so, are you Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> so, can I just address your point? So, we should refer to him by his actual BMI. BMI is probably <laughs> 75, okay? Uh, so, that is morbidly obese. So, we can either call it by his BMI or we can just go with the slang, fat man. Uh, <laughs> back to Hugh's point. Uh, we got it. What? No. No, 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 Right, so we as the elfish ambassadors need to sit around and have a chat. You're right, not representing the elf. I am. <laughs> I am. Right, we as the elfish ambassadors, we need to have a chat before we even come to a plan. Okay, and that's what we're doing here. We're coming to a plan. Before we even enact the plan, we have to have a chat about the plan. From the that's what's going on. The elves let's go to the rapture party. It must be based on your human. Does the opposition want to respond? Yes. Yeah. I would argue that um, physically it doesn't really matter what weight Santa is. We're we're not really, we're not. I've said this before. We're not concerned about Santa's welfare here. We're here for the elves. But fat is a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a literal. Like, <laughs> he is one step away from being a literal fat cat. As it were. I mean, it's a completely mythical land. I'm sticking oh. with it. But you say it's oh. mythical, it's fake. This is what this is. No, we've been through this. This is what this entire debate rests on. Are you arguing semantics? Really? In this bit, the whole thing is funny. But my first point was much more important. We're not here for Santa. We're here for the elves. They shouldn't unionize. It's far too dangerous. Thank you. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is an understanding point, but yes. do you think it is destroying our idea of childhood and innocence to learn that Santa is a tyrant and a dictator? Proposition. You know what? If we can tear down Santa's propaganda campaign, then we should. If Kim Jong Un 
was sending toys to people, we wouldn't go, oh, well, Kim Jong-un's all right. Let's all send him some mince No, we wouldn't <laughs> give him mince pies. God. Think of the children. <laughs> 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 yep, he's responded for your if, side. Opposition. If I, if I no, you go. Yeah. If I take this. Um, Wait, take a mince pie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I you hit the North Order. They are such a show of goodwill. And I would argue that if we're truly protecting the children, then we need to protect them from the menace of Santa Claus. Yes, we need to unionize them. But we need to protect them from Santa by forming and staging a coup, a revolution. We will move to the vote. <laughs> yes, you have a point. Um, one question. I've Fine. had this one in my head for a while, so thank you. Um, my my question for the proposition is: before before we possibly move forward with a policy of ethnic cleansing. <laughs> In the failed state of the North Pole, <laughs> I want to see what the framework would look like for sending a small contingency of American advisors to, to advise and assist the Elfin people. Um, <laughs> in the, it usually works out fine in, in, in the interest that we may have to either overthrow Santa or fight the elves should that policy not work out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> As somebody who truly thinks that uh, change is a good thing, especially in these sort of uh, undemocratic nations that exist, uh, where we should be going in, like we have in Libya and Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan, and we've seen the successes of the course, I can't see this one being any different. <laughs> I think if we go in and we start doing what we do best, which is messing crap up. Uh, we're only going to do a good thing for the Arctic. Let's be honest, we can also get rid of poverty in other low-lying areas. We can melt the ice. Okay, we don't have to have an ethnic benzene. We can have a low-lying people benzene. There'll be enough food for everybody that's left. Right? Exactly. There'll be more money left for us. There'll be more stuff left for us. I think this is a great thing. Let's go in there, let's blow it up. Let's melt the ice. Let's flood the low-lying areas. In the meantime, it's buying property in the highlands. That's a good thing. It doesn't exist. What, what's the current line there above it? Great thing, Mr. Miller. Either way. Yes, good. We should do it again. <laughs> Opposition. Uh, unless anyone else does, I don't think we need to say anything. This is an important point. I, well, first of all, it's very unlikely such uh, a force would be approved by the United Nations. Unless there was some evidence of, of, of weapons of Christmas destruction. <laughs> Which has not been made before the House. Um, but on a serious point, it is precisely this sort of insular aggression the trades unions, says, <laughs> we couldn't figure out the plural for that one. Promote and encourage. So, there you go. 
<laughs> and look what it does to people. <laughs> All right, and with that, well, actually, but before I move on to a vote, I, I feel it would be uh, sort of a derogation of duty if I didn't award somebody with uh, at least one box of mince pies for the best pun of the evening, because <laughs> they were flying thick and fast there. Um, I have to say, you're a thinly disguised uh, pun in the form of a pro quest of the proposition. <laughs> it, it, it wins in my book, so by all means, collect. Thank you. As the vote of the House, so the first one is your prior opinion to the debate. So prior opinion? Yes, yes. Before this debate tonight, you were in favour of unionising Santa's elves because I, I know it's the sort of opinion that you carry around in your back pocket. <laughs> Please raise your hands and say aye. 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 I think Santa's a good guy, honestly. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're sleeping. Oh, you're Mr. Presley. Don't believe this Sounds like I'm going to show you. Right. Opposition, if you didn't believe that Santa's L should be unionised before tonight, put your hands up and say nay. Nay. Class traitors. I say four. We have strong capitalists in the north. Put your hands up. That's a very important If in the unlikely scenario that you didn't have an opinion on this motion before this evening, please raise your hands and say meh. Meh. should be eradicated. I feel like I didn't have this whole <laughs> this, this vote is based on speaker ability, obviously, if you thought the proposition were more convincing this evening, please raise your hands and say aye. Oh, aye. 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 And if you thought the opposition were more convincing this evening? <laughs> I heard that thunder. <laughs> And if you thought they were both equally convincing or equally shambolic, please raise your hands and say that. They're actually both good. Thank you, Karen. Just good. Wow. Excellent. I don't, I don't appreciate the word actually there. Are you all good? Okay. So, based on the speaker ability vote this evening, uh, the, the motion has failed. We are not utilizing you. Absolutely. The motion has failed. Let's go to the party.